And now, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Happy New Year's, folks. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, so excited to be in the studio today. And it's kind of a, it's like a festival day. It is, uh, Tony. We have so many things that we want to chat about today, starting with uh, one of your favorites, Casey, the Hot Chocolate Festival. Uh, we'll be joined by Mark Lieberman, who's got this incredible drink he's going to talk about. And the ingredients are... Caviar. And white chocolate. How is that going to work? I know. I can't wait. Will it be in the? Will it be in the drink? Out of the drink? No, I have no idea. Yes, we're not going to say, Tony. Mark's been on uh, quite a few times. Very inventive guy. Uh, he he owns uh, Minks Chocolate, but the drink that he puts up for the festival is great. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, one of the biggest festivals of the year is the Dine Out Vancouver Festival, and in 2020, Lucas Pavan will join us. I think it's the 10th time he's on the showcase to talk about Dine Out. It is, and there's over 318 restaurants to choose from. You couldn't possibly go to them all. Yeah, and we'll have some tips about you know how to get a ticket, how to get a restaurant reservation, what you should do, and how to make the most of that festival. Uh, and <clears throat> also, uh, then we're going to move to the Wine Festival in two stages. Uh, first, we'll talk with Sean McLean. He's a sous chef at H Tasting Lounge in Weston Bayshore, which will be our headquarters for the Wine Festival. Have you got your running shoes ready to go, Casey? Well, Back and forth, Trading Convention Center, Weston Bayshore, Trading Convention Center, Weston Bayshore? I do, Tony, but what I'm really interested in is their domes. I want to go in uh, domes yeah. four to what, six what on their the, patio. What is the deal with domes and dining I out know, these it's days? it's a big thing it's, now. It's uh, kind of like extra free space outside, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Sean about that in his new uh, tasting menu as well and what you can do uh, during the festival there. And then uh, coming up next, Harry Hertzig joins us. Uh, the Wine Festival tickets went on sale this week, so we're going to talk about uh, the French theme and the many, many dinners uh, that you can attend and tastings, which uh, are going to be sold out, folks, in the next week or two. Don't wait. And there's more this year than they've ever had before. Yeah, I think there's 17 dinners, which is just crazy. It's I fantastic. Know. It is. I thought there should be like 50 on the opening night, but well, we're getting there. We're getting there, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all that and more, folks, coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Welcome back to 2020. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Explore Vancouver's exceptional culinary scene with the Weston Bayshore Vancouver at Dine Out Vancouver 2020. During your stay, enjoy a three-course meal for just $35 at H2 Rotisserie and Bar and H Tasting Lounge, the Weston Bayshore's outstanding pair of restaurants. And as an exclusive Dine Out bonus, get room-only deals, including dinner for two at H2 Rotisserie and Bar and H Tasting Lounge. Dine Out Vancouver 2020 with the Weston Bayshore Vancouver. Take advantage of special pricing at dineoutvancouver.com hotel.
Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Osoyoos. Wake up to stunning views from your condo, suite, or villa. Enjoy modern vineyard cuisine inspired by Indigenous history and culture at the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry. Tour and taste at award-winning Ink Meep Cellars. Or just relax and rejuvenate at their on-site spa. Spirit Ridge, an experience like none other. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Check for Family Day and Spring Break packages at spiritridge.ca. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Yeah, you got that yummy, yum, that yummy, yum, that yummy, yummy. Yeah, you got that yummy. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, happy to have Harry Hertzig with us here. Uh, I'm surprised you're still standing, Harry. We haven't started. Of course, Harry's the executive director of the Vancouver International Wine Festival, Feb 22 to March 1. There's an extra day in there, folks. Remember, it's a leap year this year. Uh, Harry, so the big news, we've got to start with this week. Everything is now on sale. That's right. I'm bearing gifts. I brought you brochures, yeah. which are now available at BC liquor stores. And all tickets are now on sale. Yeah. And... Uh, at, at winefest.ca is really the place to go where you see the entire uh, week uh, on, uh, at a glance. Festival at a glance is a good page to start with. And if you can't get your hands on a brochure on the website, there's the, the center spread of the brochure on the website, yeah. as you said, Festival at a Glance. And what's amazing about it is you can click on any of the 57 events, yep. and you'll get a description, and you'll even get more information than what you have in the brochure because it'll give you the list of wines and, and even the menu. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not always easy to get a menu from a chef this early before no, an event. it's never easy to get a menu from a chef. But there are some menus on yeah. the website. Great. Oh, wow. And this Fantastic. is February 22nd to March 1st this year. We're going to kick it off with the Bacchanalia Gala Dinner and Auction on Saturday the 22nd, our big fundraiser for Bar and the Bee Shakespeare Festival, and it's sold out already. That's amazing. And we're going to end things with uh, Vintner's Brunch. Which on the is, Sunday, yes, which March is always 1st. a very popular event. Well, that and it that sold sells out. out already. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, there's well, lots when you of say great that. I'm dinners. like, I don't know how to get a ticket to Vintner's Brunch. It's always sold out so quickly. It's like I don't know. Do people walk in the door at nine thirty? Then is we that? had a few people at seven o'clock. Yeah, uh, a few less than than previous years because we now do a pre-sale of Vintner's Brunch for some of the dedicated uh, people who are on our our. On our e-news list, I see they sign up, and so now before Christmas, we yeah. re- release some of the tickets then to relieve some of the pressure from today because we sell a, like a couple thousand tickets. Yep, uh, this week when tickets go on sale. Now people should know this year that uh, France is the theme region, and they're bringing, I believe, eight 
eight different appellations are going to be represented, you know, in a substantial way inside the tasting room. Well represented re- uh, regions, 42 wineries in all. Yeah. Um, so that's Bordeaux, Burgundy, uh, the Rhone, the Languedoc, Alsace. Alsace. And you're uh, moderating a seminar with a great lineup of French wineries, Gerard Bertrand, yeah. Maison Joseph Drouin, Paul Jabolet Annet, Maison Seychelles, and Champagne Tattinger. Yep. All five. Family Spirit. That's on the Thursday night before the room opens, so it's a good way to kick off your evening. Uh, they'll be funny, those guys, and very competitive. <laughs> I can tell because I added up the wines. We're going to serve $1,350 worth of wines at this tasting. So That's uh, incredible value for how much is the seminar? About 110 bucks, I think, all in for your ticket. So it'll wow. be, and they'll be really competitive, as you know. You know, I was thinking uh, just before the interview that people can just stay at home buy a cheap bottle of wine and a bag of chips and put on Netflix and for 10 bucks you can be entertained. But sometimes you need the excitement of the live performance where you go to an event where there's winemakers pouring wines yeah. and people talking about wines and chefs cooking. And when you look at, at the personalities and the wines that are coming to the festival, um, the prices are completely reasonable. Like yeah, that really event good. that you're moderating at $110, the value of wines. Yeah. And the, the, the passion that those speakers are going to share about their families, their history, exactly. and the wines. It's just, uh, you, you, you can't get that on television. Uh, I, I shouldn't blow my own horn, but I'm a very moderate moderator, too. I, my role is to get them to speak to you. So exactly. I, I think it's, that's what you pay your money for, and you want to hear them speaking. So uh, please come to Family Spirit. You'll have a lot of fun. And let's talk about the dinners. That's my favorite part of that. It's amazing, the wines that you, you know, the cost of a dinner. Yeah. There seems more. Is there more now? This is the most dinners we've had at 19, and uh, that's because nine of them are from France. You know, I had a friend wow. of mine say to me, Harry, what's with these uh, dinners? I think I'd like to try one out. And I said, hey, why don't you go to a dinner? He went to one quite a few years ago. It was Book and Hutzkluff in uh, North Van. And he goes to the dinner. <laughs> That's South Africa, folks. Yeah, yeah South exactly. Africa. He goes to the dinner, and uh, he enjoys himself. But the next day he goes, hey, Harry, um, the dinner wasn't what I was expecting. And I said, what do you mean it wasn't what I was expecting? Well, I, I was kind of like going out on a date night, and I just wanted to have a kind of dinner with my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and this winemaker was in my face, and I was sharing <laughs> wines with other people, and the chef was coming out. It, he said it was amazing. And it's a good point. It's not. It's a really communal, shared experience when you mm-hmm. go to these dinners, yep. where uh, the chef and the winemaker they've collaborated on the menu, and it's a real actual feat from these yeah. restaurants because hotels are really good at serving the same dish to a hundred people. Restaurants and uh, are really. No, just serving one dish at yeah. a time. Yes. It's not easy it's for not a restaurant easy. to serve sixty yeah. amazing dishes, not from their regular menu, yeah. to to a crowd. So it's a, always these dinners are always a special occasion. And, They're and on the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday festival. And the week. dynamic of the table. So you got someone who knows nothing about wine, but thought it would be fun. <laughs> then you have the complete nut bar who knows every vintage and every wine ever made by the winery. And then you actually have the guy from the winery or the woman who will actually tell you the real story. And so the, it's fun to just be a part of that milieu. And the chefs, the chefs love cooking like that. They love getting off their grid in a restaurant, off the menu, and having the opportunity to taste wines and then think about pairing food with it. It's a great experience. 
everyone is really on in those kind of circumstances. And, you know, the prices, we have four price points for the dinners. I mean, they are more than dine out at 120, 145, 175, and 225. But those prices are all inclusive food, the wine, the GST, the service. There's no extra ticket charge. It's all in. And it's It's about half of what you'd pay normally for a regular dinner without the wines that you're getting. Basically, one of our requirements is each dinner has to have a minimum of six wines. A lot of some of them have eight, 10, yeah. 11 wines wow. for one dinner, even if it's a two or three ounces. Yeah. It's great value. Let's be wise. So, people shouldn't drive to these dinners either. They, please, they, they please don't <laughs> drive. Take transit or take a uh, I don't know. Will we even have Uber by then, <laughs> Mr. Mayor? Like you've missed the last three Christmases. Is there anything left? How about how about the wine fest? Let's shoot for that. We need Uber and Lyft for the wine fest. The oh end of God. February. We do, and one dinner. I just looking at this great festival at a glance. I want to go to the Alsace dinner, which is synonymous with Hugel, and it's at Labattoir. Great restaurant. It's at two hundred twenty-five dollars, six thirty to ten p.m. With It'll a Hugel. Yeah. With there will be a Mr. Hugel there, which is great. Worth every cent. I'm looking at these uh, names of dinners. It's very easy to kind of, you know, see what you're interested in because the region or the type of wine is actually in the title, whether it's the King of Mataran, yeah. and that's going to be uh, Elaine Brumont from the Mataran yeah, region. Those of are fantastic wines. Yeah. Burgundy and beyond. Um, a Taste of Croatia is actually at the Atlas Steak and Fish, which is in Burnaby. We haven't had a dinner in Burnaby no. before. For, so, for your listeners in Burnaby or New Westminster, we've got a dinner f- on the Tuesday night. You don't have to come to downtown Vancouver. There's yeah. also lots of Italian dinners because Italians love dinner. And, and the, people love to go to them. Yeah, and omakase with Sorel Branca. That seems to me like an intriguing night of uh, sparkling wine and uh, uh, Asian food. Like, uh, it could be fun. At Minami. It, that one sold out within the first hour. Really? really? Yeah, some of these dinners are already selling like crazy. And it's not because the best dinners are selling out the quickest. It's because they have lower capacity. So mm-hmm. people shouldn't think, oh, 10 right. events have sold out. There's, oh, I'm, you know, the best ones are gone. No, it, mm-hmm. the sellouts are really related to capacity. All of these 50 cent events are well thought out. The agents and wineries are contributing some of their best wines. Everyone's putting their best foot forward. This is a great opportunity to celebrate the culture of wine in Vancouver. Okay. Uh, Vancouver National Wine Festival, February 22 to March 1st. Now head over to uh, vanwinefest.ca and uh, check out what's available. They'll have a list up there you can look at. It'll tell you what's sold out, what's available, where you can go. Uh, and don't wait. Like really, we used to say, "Don't wait for the last week. Don't don't wait for the last month. You will not get a seat or a ticket to anything." The French have this allure that is hard to explain in Vancouver, but their tastings are always sold out. There is one event that does have a larger capacity and will be on sale for a while, but it's going to be an outstanding way to celebrate French wine and French food, and that's the Saturday lunch. I yes, know you yeah. guys are where we're be on there. location. And that's Bon Appetit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people might think, oh, it's at the convention center. How good conven- con- convention center food? But their chef, Mark Massacott, who just recently got his sommelier designation, you know, he's following the footsteps of Blair Rasmussen. He yeah. is an amazing chef. And all 42 French wineries are, are going to be, be there. at that lunch. Yeah. And I got a sneak peek of the menu that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Chef uh, Mark is going to put together. Imagine going to a, a lunch 
with 42 wineries, 84 wines, all in at 125 bucks, and you get uh, Albacore Tuna Nessoise, Mini Quiche Lorraine, Escargot en Croute, Chicken and Wild Mushroom Crepes, Dacriette, Mussels Morinière, Sole, Rabbit, Lamb, uh, also a Volrona Chocolate Mousse, Tartelettes, uh, Profiterate Rolls, Macaroons. I mean, for we're at five thousand calories right we're now. Just Stop. So uh, I think that would just be an amazing th- way if you haven't done a lunch or dinner at the wine festival to give that a shot. We better go for a run, Harry. We're out of time. Uh, see you at the show. Thanks for having me. I've yeah. got a few more brochures to hand out. Uh, okay, leave some for us here too. Yeah. Okay, Harry Hertzig. He's the executive director of Vancouver National Wine Festival, Feb twenty-two to March one. Uh, go online now, vanwinefest.ca. Uh, just before we take a break, uh, Casey, uh, Dinner with a View opens its domes at Ambleside Beach uh, this month. right well, in what your is that area, all about? Tony. From January 15th to February 16th, there's tickets available to purchase now with about 60% sold. But Chef Paul Moran, who is uh, Top Chef Canada, is going to be the chef, and people are going to sit in these beautiful glass domes and have a full meal. A three-course blind menu? A three-course blind menu, and uh, the chef... So Paul worked for David Hawksworth. At uh, He began his career with him at West Restaurant, and now he's just gone on to win several awards, and he was a past recipient of the Hawksworth Young Chef Award. So it's going to be a very fun event. Each dome seats a minimum of four people, four to six people. The reservations are $99 per person. For more information, you can visit a at dinnerwithview.ca on Instagram. Okay. See you on the beach. Yes, I'll be there. You're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. It's Jesse here from Black Hills Estate Winery, inviting you to join us this winter to experience the best that BC has to offer. Enjoy an educational seated wine flight and sample our flagship red wine, Nota Bene, while taking in the serene vineyard views. Or check out our online store for seasonal specials, new wine releases, and more. We're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit blackhillswinery.com. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect their unique land. You can find Clos Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clodesoleil.ca. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. 
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm uh, Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, pleased to have Chef Sean McLean with us. He's a sous chef at the H Tasting Lounge, better known as H2L, HTL, and uh, Danielle Cunningham uh, from Communications at the Bay Shore. Uh, welcome back to the shore. <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank great you. to have you here. Uh, uh, H Tasting Lounge is uh, well. We should tell people if, if you haven't been in the West End in a while, it's 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 almost the first thing you see when you walk through the door. Yeah, as soon as you walk into the hotel, it's just kind of the centerpiece. Yeah. Um, the owner of the hotel's wife, she's an interior designer, so that's her space that she designed for us. Yeah, I and love that room. It's so comfortable in the banquettes. It's just a beautiful room, and a big focus on cocktails and food yeah there's a it's a cocktail forward bar it is a cocktail bar at the end of the day and then we use our food to highlight the the drinks that they're they're doing in there so there's a lot of like tea infusions uh they're using bitters and then we're taking those notes and we're designing our menu around that wow that's challenging it's definitely a different approach but it is fun it is yeah it's fun to have that challenge it is well, they've evolved quite a bit because, it, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been a wine tasting lounge. Now it's, uh, it's, it seems like there's a whole spectrum of drinks that people are back into. Yeah, definitely the evolution of cocktail has come a long way in the last mm. 10 years. Is it easier to do food for cocktails than wine? Or? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think traditionally you just take like one I hate or two to hear that, by the way. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah, drinks are just so complex and there's so many layers to the flavor now, and that's kind of the same with food as well, where you can just take like minor, yeah. minor things and just run I with love it because I grew up with cocktails. Tony grew and, up with wine. Uh, sometimes I think people get confused. Like, how should they treat that place? Like, would they go there just for a drink and a bite, or would they go there for dinner, or would they go there? after how, how do you how uh, does a room a like that survive i mean we have people who will come in for just a cocktail after a convention then we have people who are coming down as a destination for mm-hmm. i mean our our new one for this winter is called winter lust so we have these geodesic domes on our yeah uh, on our patio where people are renting them out and having like fondue and all the share plates and it is actually a full meal once you get into it and you have seven or eight and they're on outside the in the elements well inside outside <laughs> yeah so they've They've, uh, they've dressed them up pretty nicely where they're super cozy inside. It's yeah. a nice place to spend your winter. And great. I see a brunch and afternoon tea in the domes. Yeah, brunch is such a big hit in Vancouver. I mean, everybody's lined up for all the places on 4th. There's always a lineup for brunch, so we're just trying to bring some good brunch to the Does West anybody end. work anymore, or they just, everybody just <laughs> does brunch? So. That's that weird. line outside of Jam Cafe so then, is like, who yeah. is at work today? Danielle, how, but like, how do we weekends, get... weekends, right? Yeah, we're just yeah. doing weekends in the spring. We're going to start doing a seven-day-a-week brunch. Because How do really? we get in the domes? Wow. So we actually have a winterless social den, we've called it. So it's this dressed-up kind of corridor that takes you from the actual indoor space into the domes. Okay. Um, so that we've dressed up and made it actually a destination in itself. So that's where we take walk-ins. So any spillover from the actual domes can go into the social den and mix and mingle or stay after they've had their snow uh-huh. globe experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Otherwise, a, you, you can make a reservation, I guess, to, to, to sit in one of the geodesic domes? It, that's or? right. Yeah. So yeah. we have this um, on Open Table now. Um, you can book it through the H Tasting Lounge website. There's mm. a, a link that takes you to Open Table. And then um, we have three different domes. Each are set up a little differently. So one's kind of long table style. So for people that are dining. And then um, the other ones are a little bit more casual with a mix of like kind of lounge style couch seating mm. um, for cocktails and things like that. So, and there's yeah. a very impressive fireplace. 
There is, yeah. There's a fireplace outside, so there's like a long fire feature that runs along the uh, patio, and then there's a beautiful fire inside as well for people who want to stay inside. So that must have been fun to do the menu for Winter Lust. Yeah, it's kind of taking traditional like German sausage with currywurst, stuff like that, like just share plates. And you're using the very high-end Two Rivers meats? Yeah, so we partnered up with Two Rivers as our meat supplier for the last uh, almost a year now. So they're providing grass-fed organic beef from Pemberton um, and then just making us everything else that we really want. Uh, Swedish meatballs by Two Rivers. And I want to ask Tony, what's the difference between Italian meatballs and Swedish meatballs, Tony? <laughs> the difference? Uh-huh. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because he's Italian. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was anything besides Italian. Yeah, meatballs. tell to us. Serve with anything but tomato sauce would yeah. be, I'm exactly. sure, just yeah. offensive to your I Nona. thought Swedish meatballs came in the frozen section of the <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> oh, or Ikea. <laughs> Ikea, <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Beside no, the it's ballroom. A, it's a different, the base is... Um, I think the big difference is yeah, just in the sauce where it's yeah. more of like a... A gravy. Uh, yeah, like a gravy. A beef. Yeah. yeah gravy which is you know they're both delicious so and uh two rivers stout beef worst what is that so they make a different selection of sausages they have probably about two dozen that they produce over there and one of them they're teaming up with postmark a beer company out of uh, east vancouver and strathcona there and they're using that stout in their sausage so you're getting the the kind of chocolatey coffee notes of that along with the beef as well so it's just bringing a lot of those winter flavors to to the domes. And we have to mention two cocktails. One is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Cocktail. Come on. <laughs> so much fun. So chocolate and peanut butter is my favorite combination. It's one of my favorite childhood cereals. So our bartender, Andrew, he came up with this one. It's called the Saturday Morning Cartoons, where he's uh, infusing a syrup with the powder of the Reese Puffs, and then he's also uh, lining the rim with the powder of it. So it's like you're getting this very sweet, chocolatey, peanut buttery hit as you're having the cocktails. Nice. It's really good. Our guest is Chef uh, Sean McLean. He's a sous chef over at the H Tasting Lounge in West in the Western Bay Shore. And Daniel Cunningham uh, is here from Communications. Uh, it's a good time of the year. There's lots going on. Uh, uh, of course, the Wine Festival is coming up. We'll be staying uh, actually at your hotel. It's going to be our official headquarters for a week of uh, mostly wine, sorry, not a lot of cocktails, but uh, maybe later at night. Uh, actually, wine people are famous for drinking beer most any time. I know, not after, tasting that's wine. so true. It's uh, amazing. Uh, but I want to talk a bit about Dino Vancouver, too, because it's so big now. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, you, you probably weren't born when it started. Casey and I were around when it started, and it was a very small event. Uh, it's crazy now how many people have taken place. and, and uh, So your menu is out. Uh, it's been designed, and people can go online now and look at it. Yeah, so we're doing um, Dine Out in each of our restaurants. So H2 has their own offering, and then okay. Dine Out has their offer. Or sorry, uh, HTL has their offering for Dine Out. And what's um, the price point? On? So we're doing $35 for both. Last okay. year we were in the $45 category, which is less approachable for most people. You'll see about 80% of the participants, they're in the $35 category. Then mm-hmm. there's a few select ones in $45. Yes. And then a few select ones in the $25 category. But $35 is a very, very good deal for most of the restaurants that are in there. So. And do you know what people are going to get for their $35? Yeah, so over in uh, HTL, it's going to be super salad. So we're making a wild mushroom soup with a matchstick sourdough crumb on top. Um, kale salad is one of our menu items that we're going to have on there as well with some seasonal vegetables like uh, sweet potato, fennel, some uh, some candied pecans. And then the mains are going to be more 
um, a little bit more of a meal as opposed to a share plate, which is what we usually do. So mm-hmm. we're doing um, chicken with polenta. There's a seafood risotto with some great BC side striped prawns in there, wow. uh, lingcod on top. And then the vegan option will be a linguine with some uh, crispy chickpeas and, again, that sourdough crumb on top of it just for the, the textural difference in there. And then finishing off with some great creations from our pastry chef, Daniel. That's going to be our cranberry cheesecake or the cherry crumble. Mm. Well, I'm in for that uh, seafood risotto. Sounds yeah, it's, wonderful. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, and is there a stay option, too, uh, at the Westin during dine there, out? Or? There is, yeah. So we have two options. We have a dine and stay package, um, which includes parking and then dinner for two in either one of the restaurants. So that's per night book, too. So if, say, you book two nights, you can yep. essentially do both uh, dining experiences, which is great. Um, and those are bookable on TravelZoo. Um, so if you actually go to the dine out <laughs> website and the accommodation section, we're mm-hmm. right in there with the TravelZoo hotel hotel um, accommodation partners and then we do have a rooms only deal as well so if you're doing dine out at another restaurant and uh, you just wanted to stay the night and take the elevator home you can do that too sounds good and there's you're the sponsor hotel we are, yes. For all guests coming in from out of the country That's or right. from the east. Yeah, so That's we're actually, fantastic. We're hosting the World Chef Exchange chefs that are visiting from the other countries. So yeah. um, there's about uh, five different teams that are staying with us. So a total of, um, I think, 15 chefs. Uh, so we're quite excited to welcome them in. And uh, Will they be prepping there too? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But um, we'll be definitely curious to see some of the events that they pull off at other hotels yeah. and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Westin's such a great location. Uh, you can just walk all along the waterfront, and uh, you can connect with uh, the Sky Train. So it's pretty pretty handy either either way for people coming in. They can come in and have dinner and actually walk back and take the train home. So it's a it's a good setup. I like that. Yeah, and uh, our rooms are actually undergoing a bit of a renovation yeah. right now too. So. Um, by now we have we have a lot of our tower building rooms that are complete so yeah. that's really exciting people can uh, book in for those and we have um, the buildings and the rooms in the main building will be done uh, for April so quite and exciting no sleeping in the igloos or no no <laughs> maybe a yoga class we've been talking about that <laughs> yoga yeah. right on that's a good idea uh, well great to have you in today we're looking forward to our stay there in uh, uh, Trying all the food in all the Definitely all the, come by the lounge and we'll feed you guys. Yeah. Yes, we can't wait. Yeah, because and it's open later, obviously. I think because we often don't eat, we don't get out of the festival until ten o'clock at night. Will we still be able to grab something at? Uh, yeah, we'll do it until about eleven, eleven thirty. So. Yeah, super. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sean McLean, he's the sous chef at H Tasting Lounge, and Danielle Cunningham is in communications. We've been talking to them about uh, the Western Bay Shore and what they have coming up in January and February in Vancouver. Very busy with Dine Out and the Wine Festival and visiting uh, chefs from around the world. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. 
Every once in a while, something new comes along that makes us sit up and take notice. It might be a song, an app, it could even be a new way to enjoy a special evening out. In the coming days, you'll be hearing about a stellar addition to the West Kelowna Wine Trail. Something different, something unique, something delicious. Keep listening for more news and remember, good things come to those who wait. And the best is yet to come. Dine Out Vancouver, a haven for culinary enthusiasts from around the globe. And the Westin Bayshore Vancouver is the proud sponsor of its annual Vancouver World Chef Exchange, where five up-and-coming chefs from around the globe step into the kitchen to cook up a storm in a Dine Out Vancouver collaboration. Book your stay at the Westin Bayshore Vancouver and receive special pricing, including dinner for two at any of Vancouver's exceptional restaurants. Details and reservations at dineoutvancouver.com slash hotel. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, really excited to have Lucas Mavan uh, back with us in the studio, manager of membership, Dino Vancouver. He brought, uh, you own like 311 restaurants now for half a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does that feel? Uh, it's a little overwhelming. Or is yeah. it 318? 318. 318. That's yeah, amazing. Even more. Uh, well, Lucas, it's been going on. You've been coming here for almost well for a decade now. Yeah. Uh, let's just quickly sort of put it in a box. What what is Dino Vancouver, and how many things are going on now besides just dining out? So, Dino Vancouver, it's our 18th year that yeah. we're we're running. Uh, it's a way to taste test Vancouver's culinary scene mm-hmm. for those that uh, aren't familiar with with dine out. Uh, started out as 57 restaurants offering three course dinners at set price points, and now we're at 318 restaurants that do the same thing. Uh, four different price points for three or more courses, uh, plus your beverages and your tax and your yeah. gratuity. Uh, and a whole 17-day schedule of different culinary events. Sort of laid over food, top of it yeah, all. Food tours and wine tastings and collaborative dinners with chefs from around the world and all sorts of different things. So people can sign up separately for those events as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That, and they're pretty interesting events, folks, if you haven't seen uh, uh, the details. Where's the best place for people to look at, to get the overall view? Our website has all the information, dinovancouver.com. Yep. Okay. Uh, the um, reservations launched on the 9th of, of January, yep. um, and our tickets went on sale back in December, but um, quite a few have sold out, but there's still some tickets available. Yeah. These are for the festivals? The events, yeah. Correct. The yeah. events. And you've got the great big taste for $99 on January 16th. Yeah, that's uh, our kickoff event uh, to support the BC Hospitality Foundation. It's at Rocky Mountaineer Station. We have nice. over 20 restaurants with tasting tables and 30 wineries and craft breweries and distilleries and a DJ and all kinds of stuff. I didn't know that. My daughter works for them. I'm going to ask her why she hasn't invited me to that yet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That'll be a nice kickoff and a fun way to go. Uh, Well, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, Why don't we start with uh, the key question, prices, taxes, tips? How does that work in the when we look at what a meal costs. And price points? Yeah, so yeah. we have four price points, 15 25 35 and $45. Mm-hmm. That's uh, for a three or more course dinner, depending right. on the restaurant. Some offer four courses, some offer three and a glass of wine or something. Right. Um, to that, you need to add your tax and your gratuity. Okay. Um, 
and then whatever beverages it is that you're you're buying yeah. on top of that. And some have beverage programs set up, sort of that. Yeah, so organized a bit, maybe. We partner with the wines of British Columbia uh, yeah. and feature BC VQA wines. Um, and we work with restaurants and the wineries work with restaurants to identify different wines that they suggest to pair with different with courses. The menus, yeah. And uh, those will be available um, on the website mm. when you look up the, the menus for the restaurants. And in this modern age, uh, how do reservations work? <laughs> Best. Uh, we, How do they work best? I guess that's my question. Uh, we partner with Open Table, and yeah. so we have uh, reservation links that we can do with restaurants there, or you, you call can up the, call restaurant, the restaurant, email it, or there's online reservations. What would you do? I would. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, good question. I would, you know, use online reservations is the easiest and the fastest. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd call up a restaurant and say, "Hey, I want to come in on a Monday or a Tuesday on a." day that's not necessarily that busy and, yeah. and and look for either a really early reservation or the last reservation. And I know what they bring you? on extra staff. Yeah. What would you do, Wilson? I would phone. You would phone because I'm... you just have to have that chat. Exactly. And then you have you, to have that personal you, you got to get that table and you, right. you, you want to extend it. Uh, okay, and some cool stuff is, one, if you go early, you, you, you have to leave. You have to give that seat up at some point. Probably. Yeah, the restaurants are going to try and turn over as many tables as they can in a yeah. night. So I like to linger, and so I'm going to choose a reservation at like 8 o'clock at night. Exactly, yeah. the last sitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can stay as long as I want. Right on. Uh, okay, uh, there's a lot of other things going on. The dine-out sleep-in is a nice concept as well. Yeah, totally. So we, you know, Tourism Vancouver organizes Dine Out and we want people to come and stay in Vancouver overnight. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of advertising in Seattle and and overseas and stuff. So uh, we partner with, I think we have nine hotels this year. They're offering hotel rates starting at $89 a night. Wow. Um, And there's a handful of dine and stay packages. So you can do dinner and your overnight stay all combined into one. Great idea. But um, yeah, $89 for a room and... and, In uh, Vancouver. Vancouver That covers the parking most nights. Exactly. (laughs) That's a real bargain. Yeah, I like that. There's some higher priced ones, like the um, Hotel Georgia has, I think it's two sixty nine for a night, but even still, even yeah. still, still that's really great pricing. Very good price. Now, uh, a lot of hubbub about this Vancouver World Chef Exchange. How does that sort of filter into dine out? Yeah, so we partner with Air Canada and the Western Bayshore Hotel as our as our supporting hotel for this program, and we reach out locally to chefs here and and different restaurant owners and basically ask them like if you could pick any chef in the world that you wanted to fly into Vancouver and do a collaborative dinner with, who wow. would it be? Uh, and so we rely on them with their connections and people that they know or they're friends with or people that uh, yeah. inspire them, mentors that they've had throughout their careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ask them and and. A lot of them say yes. Some of them are, are really busy and don't have the time to come to Vancouver, but uh, the other ones that do um, jump at the opportunity for a free trip to, to Vancouver. Exactly, yeah. from New Zealand this year and also Ireland. Yeah, we have a uh, chef from Ireland, uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Um, uh, Charlotte Langley's flying in from Toronto. Uh, and then a chef coming up from Monterey, Mexico. I'm pretty sure I can get you a chef from Argentina and the wines for a dinner. We should chat. We should chat. I would love that if you could fly them in. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Next wow. year. Yeah, that's a uh, great cultural exchange. So many different uh, events around the city. I don't know. Uh, uh, and by the way, the boundaries, uh, are they expanded or it's not just uh, Vancouver proper yeah, anymore? It's, uh, we 
coined it as uh, White Rock to uh, West Van, so yeah. it's definitely Metro Vancouver. Um, the bulk of the restaurants are certainly Vancouver addresses, but we have restaurants in in Richmond and Burnaby and Coquitlam and mm-hmm. elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like fun to me. Uh, the actual dates for Dine Out now are uh, Jan 17th to Feb 2. Correct. And uh, you have to go online to uh, dineoutvancouver.com to check out. Uh, you can check out both the restaurants and the menus yeah, at this point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Plus all the events, and you can book the hotel reservations on our website and all that sort of thing. What's the craziest event uh, at Dine Out or the craziest menu? Or is there such uh, a thing? There's so many menus, I can't remember them all. Yeah. Uh, craziest event? Uh, oyster shucking? Yeah. Uh, gelato making? The punch brunch? At, at the I same love brunch. That. Yeah, These are separate events, folks. Not, it's not all having at the same time. They're all different days over the course of the 17 days of Dine Out. Yeah. Uh, the punch brunch is... Um, a teaser to what we're hoping to be Vancouver Cocktail Week for 2021. So you yeah. can check the Georgia Strait for a listing of all the events that are happening? Yeah, you can go to our website, dinovancouver.com. The Georgia Strait will have a two-page spread uh, on January 9th issue. Uh, there's a guide that's coming out in the province as well, so look out for all that thing. Yeah, and you got to get going. So I see, uh, interestingly, the Kona Coffee uh, hand-brew workshop is sold out already, it so is. there must be a lot of Kona Coffee freaks in town. Or or a limited uh, number of tickets, too. Yeah, so. uh, and La Vue Pen, one of my favorite uh, wineries at Laboratoire, also already sold out, So, but there's so many others, folks, and of course, uh, 311 to choose from. Uh, how many people do you think will be involved in Dino when it's all said and done? Do we know what those uh, kind of numbers are? Or? We have an estimate. We generally over a hundred thousand people wow. uh, will make a dinner reservation, attend an event, stay at a hotel. Yeah. Um, and and we that's we know that that's a fraction of what the actual true number is. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to get concrete yes. figures, but. And impressive. we have listeners all over the Okanagan, I'm sure, that would love to come in for Dine yeah, Out Vancouver. Yeah, and, and Victoria, and stay too. at a hotel starting at $89. Yeah, can't beat that. Uh, Luke, it's great to catch up with you. You look pretty uh, pretty good. Relaxed, you don't look good. I know. Have a, is it, have you got a better system or we have more a great, people? We or? have a really great team working with us yeah. uh, at Tourism Vancouver, and everybody's on board. so relaxed now. He's used in to come the zone, in here, right? You used to come in here like, oh, my God, you look like it was never going to happen, but... Yeah. It was fantastic. We're in a good place. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much for dropping by to see us. Thank you for having me. Lucas Pavan, Dino Vancouver. Get your tickets, folks. Jan 17 to Feb 2. Don't forget, there's an extra day. No, it won't be. That's later in the month. So you only have those dates to book a dinner, uh, pick a price, get a seat, call them Casey Wilson style, and uh, charm them. Maybe you'll get a seat. Or for do the it evening. online, Tony. You, yeah. That's what you or would do. Or do what I do. I just walk in and say, have you got any seats? And they say, are you kidding? And I say, no, I'm not. I'm a man. And you know, No, no, seat. it works, no? too. <laughs> okay, thanks, Lucas. You're welcome. Uh, you're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hi, this is Duncan from Hillside Winery and Bistro. I invite you to experience the finest that Naramata Bench has to offer. Terroir-to-table cuisine, handcrafted wines made exclusively from Naramata grown grapes. Delight your senses as you sit back, slow down, and savor our locally inspired food and wine. Enjoy a fresh take on dining with the Bistro's new shared plate menu. 
Come discover and taste the difference at Hillside Winery and Bistro, located in the heart of the Naramata Bench, just minutes from Penticton. Kalmana Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join the 2019 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Kalmana's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Kalmana wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members like access to the number series, Kalmana's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Kalmana.ca. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Join BC Food and Wine Radio at the 42nd Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 27th to 29th. Theme country is France. For a free international festival tasting ticket worth up to $115, choose from four sessions. Book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by February 13th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. Come see Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson talking with international and BC vine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Don't wine and drive. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, Mark Lieberman joins us. He's the president and founder of Mink Chocolates and a big participant, a uh, longtime participant in the annual Hot Chocolate Festival, which is coming up January 18th to February 14th. Mark, welcome back. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Great to be here. Uh, you made it through Christmas. <laughs> Still some chocolate left. We have survived. Uh, the cupboards were bare uh, by the 25th, yeah. which is just the way we want it, but we're getting ready for Valentine's. Yeah. This is a big chocolate time at Christmas, too. Oh, it's huge. Uh, yeah. Christmas starts early, though, uh, usually around American Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a long season. Uh, well, chocolate, uh, I don't think it's ever going to go away. Hopefully it's not. A, it's a really uh, nice part of our life, I think. And what a change this year with the 10th annual Hot Chocolate Festival. Very exciting, yeah. It just seems like yesterday uh, when we started, but uh, this is the 10th annual. And we get to reprise uh, one of our more popular drinks from uh, festivals past. Oh, And yours is really unusual. Yeah, well, it's certainly uh, one that uh, uh, we get asked for uh, continuously. Uh, It came out in 2015. Uh, it was called Don't Bug Me. Uh, it, it's a drink that uh, we garnish. Jeez, I need, a, I need a dozen <laughs> of those. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah. A drink with? With whole roasted crickets. Wow. Wow. Yeah, these ones, uh, these ones are farmed here in Canada now. They're organic. They're free-range. They're gluten-free. They're non-GMO. <laughs> And they have uh, a somewhat uh, nutty taste, like sunflower seeds, perhaps. Non-GMO crickets? Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That sounds yeah. kind of hokey to me. You know what? This industry <laughs> didn't exist. Uh, the last time I did it, I had to import them from the States. But now there's, I remember uh, that, yeah. Yeah, there's a company uh, growing them uh, very successfully uh, out in Ontario. Yeah. See, another opportunity we missed, Tony. Yeah. We should have gone into the cricket business. The growing. cricket business. Yeah. But We're now just a couple this of crickets. your other specialty hot chocolate is pretty crazy. The Legend of Daryl Hannah. This is the one oh, that, uh, the sound of that we're really stepping out for this one. It is a uh, 34% uh, white chocolate, sipping chocolate, and it's served with uh, Fraser River sturgeon caviar. Wow. Jeez. Now, this is... How rich is that? Yeah. The, 
the cost of this hot chocolate? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a sustainable industry, uh, but it's not a plentiful supply. And the caviar, of course, is harvested by hand. Uh, it is very pricey. Uh, the drink is going to have to sell for $98. And, of oh. course, there's a uh, portion of it goes to charity, uh, but still, it's a, it's a pricey drink because uh, the product is very expensive. Wow. And what is the legend? The legend Darryl of Daryl Hannah. Hannah. Well, uh, if, if, if you think about uh, uh, when she started in that movie Splash, yes. and uh, uh, she was a mermaid. So the caviar and ah, and the I ocean, see. the saltiness, and the mermaid's choice chocolate bar that you'll get with every drink, that sort of ties it all in together. Mermaid's choice. So is this something that you brought out just for? No, uh, that's a, a long-running uh, staple in my chocolate bar line. Um, what everybody uh, who participates in the festival has to do is, um, with every drink, we have to offer something special and something unique uh, in addition to the drink itself. Mm. So um, people who are buying uh, the Legend of Daryl Hannah, in addition to the drinks served with the, the caviar, uh, they'll be getting a... Uh, uh, Mermaid's Choice chocolate bar. Too. I see. Uh, I've been looking at the list. It's it's getting longer and longer now. It really uh, is. And earlier and earlier, more people are jumping in, which is kind of fun. It, it looks like a festival now. Considering uh, uh, the size of it when we first started 10 years ago yeah. and, uh, and where we're at now, uh, the uptake uh, by... Vancouverites has been uh, overwhelmingly positive, and uh, yeah, it's getting bigger every year, and it's, this one's going to be fantastic. Like, there's 10 new additions this year. Like It's, it's really cool. It and, and one in White Rock, so it's we're expanding the boundaries. It makes it hard for us who are working the festival uh, to get out and try all of the other people who are participating in the festival. Because yeah. it's so successful. Right. Thanks to our friend Rhonda May, and we are BC Food & Wine is a sponsor of the Hot Chocolate Festival. Yeah, mostly we just drink it, I think. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you mentioned charity, so that's interesting. Every year there's a, uh, a charity associated with the, fair, uh, with the festival. A portion of uh, uh, sale uh, proceeds go to that charity. And it um, changes every year? Um, it, it did originally. Uh, the last couple of years uh, we've had great success running with the same one. It's uh, really hyper-focused on uh, providing opportunities for disenfranchised people in the downtown east side. side. Yeah, and, great. And uh, everybody seems to really like uh, being involved with uh, that charity, and Growing Chefs is also uh, one of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, uh, we've decided to to continue on super and you've got three locations where we can pick up the legend of daryl hannah well actually i have to clarify that um, it's only the downtown location that's participating in the hot chocolate festival okay my factory location isn't open on uh, the weekends right. and uh, um, uh, the morgan crossing store uh, is not participating this year um, but uh, seven days a week you'll be able to get it uh, at our downtown store at hastings and hornby in oh. the park in, just in the park. I know. Yeah. I love your location. Thank you. What What is the state of the chocolate business at the moment? And it's how great. Do you it, see it? It It's fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, Ruby chocolate is something that just came out uh, this year. Uh, which I know nothing about, Ruby chocolate. I know. Which that's is n- so interesting. It's now the fourth chocolate. It's yes. uh, ruby really? in color. It's got a very citrus taste to it. Um, so in addition to white, milk, and dark, ruby is a, is a new chocolate. Wow. Um, it seems like... Uh, Wh- sorry, uh, where is that coming from, the ruby? or Well, it, it's, it's coming from the same uh, chocolate-growing regions. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, scientifically, they've, um, they've helped those plantations uh, create this new chocolate. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And what about price points? Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's now, so there's white chocolate, ruby chocolate, dark chocolate. Milk chocolate. Milk chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. the price of chocolate is relatively stable? or It is. As a commodity, it's, uh, it's very stable. Supply seems to be uh, uninterrupted. Yeah. Uh, yields still seem to be uh, where they should be, even yeah. though consumption worldwide is growing. Um, so it's the state of the industry is pretty good. People walk in your store. What is the chocolate they buy most of? Is it is it dark? Is it white? Is it unquestionably dark chocolate? Yeah. Uh, five or six times more than milk chocolate. Uh, white chocolate is very much uh, still on the fringes. Yeah. Uh, and there are fans for that for sure. Yeah. I don't do a lot of it. Um, uh, dark chocolate, uh, there's a perceived health benefit to uh, having dark chocolate. Oh, so do you think that's the reason why it's I think really so. taken off? There's less sugar, it's higher in antioxidants and flavanols, yeah. and, uh, and I think those people that indulge want uh, fine chocolate, uh, a little bit of it in moderation. Exactly. Because right. we grew up with milk chocolate bars, Absolutely, right? for sure. It was pretty low-end <laughs> chocolate. I'm <laughs> sure when you look back... And think about that. We're speaking with Mark Lieberman. He's the president and founder of Mink Chocolates uh, here in downtown Vancouver, uh, as well as at Morgan Crossing. Uh, uh, I'm fascinated by the, the growth in chocolate or the interest in chocolate. Uh, are, do, people, do people know more about chocolate that come in your shops these days? Or um, Certainly. I think the Internet has helped uh, people understand everything uh, a little better um, yeah. if they can sift through some of the stuff that isn't real and right. concentrate yes. on the things that, are, that is real. Um, but the, the thing with, uh, with indulgence like chocolate is some people really just don't care. They know what they like. They know what tastes good for them, yes. and they just buy it. Do we know what to do with it when we get it home? And like, Is there anything we shouldn't do with chocolate? Or? You shouldn't put it in the fridge. Yeah, and a lot of people do. Like They say, oh, I'm, it's going to be good in here. Yeah, God bless my sister. She does that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? And yeah. what about the wine climatizer? Wine the thing with uh, chocolate is you want to avoid heat, light, and humidity, and you don't want to bring it out of a cold environment into a warm environment because the chocolate sweats, and it's that right. moisture that can degrade uh, yeah, the chocolate. We've so, all done that. so keep yeah. it at room temperature or yeah. out of the sun, obviously. And a stuff, cool, dark place, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and then you're good to go. Where and the olive oil is. <laughs> exactly. And what about you have children? I do. What is it like to have a dad who's a chocolatier? Like, do you bring chocolate home, or what do your kids think when they... My, my kids uh, love the fact that uh, their teachers get chocolate uh, at Christmas, at the end of the school year. Right. Uh, birthday parties are always a lot of fun. Uh, soccer treats when, when it's our turn for that. Because uh, every time I phone you, you're at a soccer game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both kids play a lot of soccer. and uh, um, uh, But they're pretty level-headed, and uh, they're not uh, uh, huge consumers. They understand that it's a, a, a privilege, not a, not a yes. right. So do you always have, do you have a chocolate cupboard or do you just bring it home when? I bring it home and my wife squirrels it away because if she doesn't, uh, mm. I will eat it. Exactly. <laughs> uncontrollably. And uh, yeah, but there is a, a, a spot in the office. So when you hire sure. someone, is there like a percentage of chocolate you know they're just going to eat? <laughs> at the beginning? Uh, it's no holds barred. You can consume as much chocolate as you want when you work for me. Boy, that's a benefit of a job. It's a perk, for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, thanks for coming in today. Great to catch up with you. www.hotchocolatefest.com for all the information on where to go uh, and enjoy the festival from Jan uh, 9? Uh, 18. No, sorry, 18. I'm, I'm looking at today's date, yeah. 
Yeah, from Jan 18 on uh, until Feb 14, right up till Valentine's Day, as you might expect, the hot chocolate Just festival. what you need, right? And, uh, <laughs> it's going to be busy the last couple I of I love days, this sort sure. of retro theme. So the sort of the top, the most interesting selling drinks over the 10 years will be featured by the early participants. Correct. Yeah, fantastic. Yep. Yep. See you in the chocolate shop. Thank you very much. Look forward to it. Thanks for joining us on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network today. A special thanks to our technical producer, Anissa Hetherington. Uh, for another great job. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Have a great weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.